Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Known Podcast. I'm your host, Mandy McDonald, and I hope you are doing well in the midst of this social distancing, quarantine, COVID-19, just tough time. Today's guest is Tara Bremer from Housepiece. And when we recorded this episode, we had no idea what was coming. However, I feel like it is pretty relevant right now with all of us stuck in our homes. And if you're like me, you have found all kinds of things that need to be done and organized and purged. And Tara is your girl for that. Not only are we talking about creating peace in your house, we're talking about motherhood and the pressures associated with that and the pressures associated with trying to run a business, and we are all feeling some kind of pressure right now. No matter what your lot in life, things are just different right now. And so I hope that you get a lot out of this episode, and I really think you will. I want to say thank you to the friends of the show who have been supporting me. You know, times are tough for all of us right now, and it would be super helpful if you would become a friend of the show for just a few dollars a month. You are supporting this podcast, and I am creating Bible study guides, and I know some of you are thinking, okay, I'm at home, I need to dive into the Word, so let me help you with that. To find out how to do that, the easiest way is to go to my website, mandymcd.com. There's a link in show notes. You can get yourself there. Also, make sure you're following on Instagram and Facebook, links on my website, known podcast on both of those places, and also, please... Subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Rate five stars would be great. And leave a review because the review helps other people find the show. And that would be super helpful right now. People aren't in their cars driving or going to the gym where people typically listen to podcasts. So I could use a little extra support. So without further ado, here is Tara Brimmer. Hello, my name is Tara Brimmer. What am I? I am, I am a person. Um, I am a mom and wife. I have three kids. I've been married for uh, 22 years, I think. Pretty sure. Um, my birthday's next week, so that's exciting. Happy birthday, um, early. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a small business owner. Um, I have a home organizing business called House Peace here in Birmingham. And we go into people's homes and help them purge and simplify and contain things and get, get their lives, um, working a little bit better for them. Um, but we also, like I sometimes will do private groups to help people learn how to organize their own stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) That's (laughs) not it, but (laughs) in a nutshell, that's Tara. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're here. I have, um, noticed you a lot on Instagram, mostly people sharing you and talking about how you made their lives so much better. (laughs) But um, it's been fun to watch what your business is doing and how you're growing and getting glimpses of who you are. So I do, well, of course, Um, I do want to talk about your business, but first um, I want to know more about you and your story. So tell us your story. Okay. So my story is I grew up as an Air Force uh, kid. My, my dad uh, was in the military and we moved around a little bit, but we settled in Louisiana and um, 
that's kind of where I still call home. Go Tigers. Well, <laughs> um, my sister went to LSU, so she she had to be the contrary. And the rest of us went to our parents' alma mater, which is Purdue University up in Indiana. Because uh. um, my parents are from Indiana, and our, we have some extended roots up there. So mm-hmm. anyway, my sister's like, nope, going to LSU. <laughs> um, Smart girl. So anyway, there's five of us. I'm the oldest, which... Um, you know, as you get to know me, that will not surprise <laughs> at all. Um, cause I'm kind of a driven, um, person mm-hmm. and responsible and all those things overly responsible sometimes. <laughs> um, so I grew up there. Um, I got married very young. Um, because as I told you, you've been married for 22 years. So I got married when I was eight. And, <laughs> you too. Uh, yeah, I was still, I was still in college and, um, my husband is, uh, works in the mining industry, which is really interesting and cool um, and different what people might expect. But mm. we've moved around a little bit too. So part of my story is not super having roots uh, geographically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, let's see, let me think about this. My husband and I, I think we lived in six six houses or six places. Um, mm. But we've been here in Birmingham for 11 years and we're, we're here. We're staying. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we've moved around a lot, had a lot of experiences with different churches and jobs and communities. Um, and when, when it came on the radar that we might could move to Birmingham, we were both like, what? Weird. <laughs> um, we lived in upstate New York at the time and we had oh, been wow. in the Northeast for 10 years. And so we were like, well, that's random. And um, Dave had done, my husband had done some work down here. So he already was a little bit familiar and I came to visit and I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, in retrospect, this was all very much orchestrated by the Lord because we had been in the adoption process in, in New York. Um, Mm -hmm. like we had already gone through the home study logged into China, um, with our dossier. That's Mm -hmm. just all of our paperwork and approvals and immigration stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we had already had that sent to China. We were just waiting for a match. Um, and this was when my oldest son was two. I hadn't had my second child yet. Um, so turns out Birmingham is the hotbed of international adoption. Yeah. <laughs> In case any of your listeners didn't know that. Um, it's crazy. We moved down here and you could not go to Target or Costco without seeing uh, international adoption represented mm-hmm. there in other shoppers. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, this is crazy. <laughs> so it turns out... Um, Adoption is just close to the heart of, of people of Alabama. And that mm-hmm. is really pretty incredible to me, um, considering the history of Alabama and Birmingham in particular yeah. back in the you know 60s with race stuff. So um, Lord's redeeming all those things even now. And that's so cool to be a part of in, mm-hmm. in so many ways. So we adopted my daughter, um, but, but first we had my second child here in, in Alabama and um, and then we adopted Gigi um, back in 2013. And in fact, in just a couple of weeks, we're celebrating seven years home with her. Aww. So it's very cool. And she's like really now learned to, to milk the whole gotcha day thing. She's like, oh my <laughs> gosh. It's her second birthday is, is basically what it works out to be. So <laughs> um, we'll go have Chinese food and, and do some of the things that she really likes to do. But so adoption's close to my heart. Um, the church is close to my heart. Women running their homes 
Mm-hmm. It's close to my heart. So really after Gigi came home and, and, and I have had three kids, um, one a toddler, like an instant <laughs> toddler. Um, it was, it was super hard for me. It was yeah. very difficult. And maybe that drivenness of being an oldest child or just being a driven person anyhow, um, was to my detriment because I looked at being a mom of three as something I could achieve. Mm. Um, like I'm going to get this knocked out. We're all going to be great. And it was very, very hard. Um, the younger years, uh, are hard for me, like age five and under is difficult for me. Um, I know lots of people love that age and there's so much joy there is, but Mm -hmm. for me, it's exhausting. Overall, I love the school age right now. We're yeah. all my kids of school age. Um, of course, I love that they're in school and learning, but it's just that age is awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got an eighth grader, a fourth grader, and a second grader, and they're all so dang cool yeah. and interesting. And I think that the burden of them not being in my face all the time makes me a better mom, you know? Mm-hmm. So, cause I did stay at home with my kids. I stayed at home nearly full time for 12 years oh, and wow. I know everybody's different. So, you know, this is not prescriptive at all, but, um, for me, that was, um, that was tough and mm. I don't know if I would do it quite the same. So what I ended up doing after, after the third is I, I started my business house piece, um, because I noticed that like, it was such a stress relief for me to like organize something at my house. <laughs> Because I think, like, that's hilarious to me. But seriously, you don't have control over toddlers. Yeah, yeah. You think you do. And it's just chaotic and stressful. But guess what you can have control over? A junk drawer, (laughs) uh, a closet. I can master this closet in this time and make it look good. And I'll go back and look at it and be like, look, no more chaos. (laughs) Meanwhile, the rest of the house is burning down because the kids have crashes or whatever. so I started the business thinking, you know what? I've organized my house to death. Um, maybe someone else would pay me to organize their house. Mm-hmm. And um, turns out it's been this really cool service that we provide where um, there, there's just, I the way I feel about it is everybody's good at what they're good at, right? Mm-hmm. And not everybody's good at organizing. So I think there's a lot of shame around chaos in the home. Yes. Like, especially for women, they're just like, they're like, Tara, you're not going to want to come see this. You're going to run away. I'm so embarrassed. I've had people cry the second I step through their door because they're just so scared that I'm going to think less of them. Yeah. And the bottom line is that's not their thing. And who cares? Mm -hmm. We are here. We're going to fix it. I'm going to teach you how to keep it. And it's to me, like disorganization is just a problem to be solved Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) for better, for worse. Um, And so we started doing that. And I, I keep saying we, because what I ended up doing, I, I'm the, I'm the owner of the business, but I have, um, contractors who, um, you know, they're not technically my employees because they're not payroll employees, but I contract with them and they, um, they organize and do jobs just like I do. Mm-hmm. In fact, they, most of them now, cause I'm doing so much behind the scenes. To run yeah. Um, so it, give or take, I mean, it kind of fluxes how many active people I've got um, doing jobs, but right now there's p- probably, I'm going to say eight people um, who work for me and, and do jobs. Um, and in fact, we've got one, uh, two women in Atlanta doing, oh, wow. okay. doing work for Housepiece. So, um, and just, it's such an honor and I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an honor to like take this crazy and make it 
nice and know that these women feel loved. They feel served. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're paying us, but right. like they, they, it feels a little like ministries to work through like that. I am making money off of, you know, something that feels like ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's okay because pastors make money. Uh, yeah. You know, Christian hairstylists, they make money when they cut the Christian <laughs> hair friends, you know, friends. Yeah. Hair. So, um, but anyway, so it's been a joy. And I think, I think the other cool thing about running the business, um, I never knew how much I would like running a business. You know, you start mm-hmm. a business cause you like the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You, you like organizing, you start an organizing business. You like hair, hair. So you start a salon, but that's just not it. Totally. No. <laughs> <laughs> All these other things. And that's been, um, an interesting challenge for me. So I like mm-hmm. that. And I like, I like the people that work for me. It's mm-hmm. so, gosh, I just, I, I love them. I, I pretty much hire my friends because mm-hmm. they're a known quantity and I trust them. And, um, that's cool. That is so fun to work with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's it. That's, that's my story. <laughs> what else do you want to know? <laughs> well, I do want to talk about, um, the name of your business. I think it's probably obvious how you came up with it, but I will say like, it's got to be the best name <laughs> for what oh, you do. You. Because when I look like literally I'm looking around my house right now and I'm, I can see the family room over here and my kids playroom over here and both are chaos. Yeah. And even though I don't have a type a bone in my body, like organization, I appreciate it. I need it because I can lose things like that. Um, but it doesn't necessarily bother me if things are not neat and orderly and things like that. But it gets to a point where it is robbing my peace (laughs) when my home is a mess. And like you were saying before, my first job is stay at home mom, which includes keeping my house in order. And I feel like I'm failing when I look around and see mess. And then I start, you know, that internal dialogue of, well, you have a four-year-old and he makes a mess and we live here and everybody's fed and happy and nobody's in danger and it's not filthy. It's just, you know, like you start this whole, but it's driving me crazy. So what do I do? And I don't know how to do this. And that's where you come in, right? (laughs) I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, I do feel like the Lord gave me the name um, of the business because I don't think I could come up with something that good. And I do like it. I like it too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but like, I can't make your home peaceful, but I can make your house peaceful. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of purposeful, you know, but like, I think there's a weird thing that happens with stay at home moms or maybe even, you know, women who work part-time, which is you're like, Oh, I got myself into this mess. I got to get myself out. And sometimes yeah. husbands even think that like, no, we're not going to hire an organizer. You did this. You can mm-hmm. undo this you have time, not necessarily considering that maybe you don't have the mental space, the energy, the knowledge, the skill set, um, yeah. the skill set. Exactly. And so that's kind of hard because I, I just want to say, you know what, raising small people is, um, really important and really hard. And we're all not good at it. Like I said, mm-hmm. with me, like the, the little kid years, I'm, I, I wasn't the best. I got a lot of yeah. counseling a lot of coaching. I still get coaching sometimes because my daughter's eight and a half, but that's still kind of little. Do you know what I'm saying? And oh, and a ha- eight and a half year old girl. Mm. 
oh, I'm yeah. like, how are you acting like a middle schooler? Yeah. She does the thing where she like arches her back and like slides down and like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Um, but I wanted to, to your, to your question, cause you were saying it just makes you feel like, what is it? Yeah, no, you're doing the good thing, right? You're, you're raising your family, you're running your home, but it's a mess. Okay. Not you, but anybody. Um, me too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like it's, it's not, it's not a moral thing. Having a messy mm. house to me isn't a moral failing or even a, a mom feel, failing. It's like, my thought is, you know what, forget all that, those bad thoughts. We can make this less stressful for you. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I always come back to is like, there's not a right or wrong way to organize your house. What is right or wrong is that mom is stressed by clutter and we can make it work better for you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not necessarily a house piece, but any, any organizer or any tips or whatever. Like if, if we can figure out a hack or a system so that you're not as stressed to me, that's, that is the goal. That mm-hmm. is, that's a win right there. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Where you were saying it's not a moral failure. I think sometimes that's what I and other moms that I've talked to about, you know, oh, so-and-so's house, you could show up on their front doorstep and it would be perfect all the time. How do they do that? You know, and then you start comparing Why do we yourself. Do and- Why do we do that to <laughs> ourselves, that, that it is a moral failing? I don't know. I don't know. I think because we put so much emphasis on being a mom, no matter what form of mom that is for you, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mother or a single mother or a mother of one or a mother of 20, we set these expectations on ourselves. We put the title of mother up on a pedestal and think that like you become a mom, suddenly you're Mary Poppins. Like, right. It doesn't work that way, guys. (laughs) It doesn't. I mean, anybody can have a kid, you know, barring, you know, um, obvious things like infertility or or different Mm -hmm. choices. So it's not like, I mean, there's lots of different types of women out there and all yeah. those women can, you know, often become moms. And so like, it doesn't mean we all have to be the same, but like, you're right. I think it's held as like so holy and sacred. Like, mm-hmm. yes, what we're doing with our kids is holy and sacred, but I am more than this. Yeah. And that's why it's hard when, like when you said, who are you? I'm like, oh no, I need to have a pat answer. Like I'm a person. Okay. Yes. I'm a person. I am a mom. It's super important to me. My, my, I'm a wife. That's important to me too. But ultimately I'm a person and you know what I like to do sometimes? I like to leave my kids mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave my kids tonight and I'm going to go get Mexican with my friends. And, <laughs> um, and I know, I think early on when I was a young, younger mom, I would not do that for myself. I felt mm-hmm. like I had to be there like this for my kids or for my husband. And he never put that on me. I'll put that on Mm -hmm. me. And he's just like, you're being dumb. And I'm like, whatever. I mean, I remember freaking out when my oldest child was um, born. We came home with him. And the first few days, like I wasn't doing well because I had um, a sciatic issue during childbirth. So like I kept having to go to the chiropractor Mm -hmm. and uh, ice my back a lot. So I was kind of immobilized for like several days. And but I had him in my arms. I was not going to let that baby go <laughs> yeah. um, because it took us a long time to get pregnant. We, mm-hmm. we didn't know if we were going to have kids. So he was extra, extra special like they all are. <laughs> yeah. But um, then I remember just my back hurting and Dave put him in the car seat. You know, it was in the living room on the floor. He put mm-hmm. him like in the seat. And I remember looking at him and I was like, 
no, give him to me. <laughs> and it was like, I couldn't handle that. He was out of my arms. Yeah. Now, that, you know, got better, but that whole, that's a sort of like a little microcosm of how I viewed early motherhood, which was, mm -hmm. I have to be the one always. Yes. And, you know what I mean? Yes. And I think that, um, I'm thankful for not being in that place anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, if the tables were turned and your husband never put down work, then he'd be described as a workaholic or he doesn't care about his family or, you know, all, all of it. Yeah. Or a woman for that matter, you know, a woman who never puts down her out of the home career. Right. Um, we'd criticize that. But right. then it's the opposite for moms. If you need to step away from being mom for a little while, it's like, oh, she's selfish or she doesn't care about her so kids. I think, too, this comes to an issue that's really important to me right now, um, given social media. Um, we don't know people's situations. And yeah. we think that we do. Mm -hmm. And so we see an influencer who's a mom. I follow this one lady. Um, her name is Abby Ayers. Have you She became this, like, immediate, like, viral thing or whatever. And so she got all these sponsorships and all these things. And so she ended up getting a couple of trips um, mm -hmm. as an influencer to like promote resorts and stuff. So she went to Mexico yeah. once or twice. And I remember her addressing this. She's like, I'm not a bad mom for taking a week to go to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And I was like, good for you because people think they know yeah. what someone's situation is like, you know what? She works really hard. She freaking loves her kids. Mm -hmm. And you know what? She got a free vacation. How awesome Good is for that? her. Yeah. Good for her. But instead, you know, her probably a small number of people, but uh said to her, I can't believe you're doing this. And if a small number of people say it, that means a bigger number of thinking it, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, I think a better approach in general, instead of to like assume these things about each other, is to say is to be curious. Instead of mm -hmm. thinking we know what's going on in their life and making assumptions, just ask. Yeah. Ask. Seems like you're on Instagram a lot. Is how's that going? Yeah. Or you know, it seems like you are working a lot. Is that true, or does it just seem that way? Because I mm -hmm. see you. You know, like be curious about these things. If it's a good friend, you know, otherwise it may not even be your business. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just yeah. think that curiosity um, will take you really far with relationships instead mm -hmm. of us just assuming and judging. You know. That's a good point. Okay, I want to know about um, clients of yours and how they have kept up what you did for them. Do you do you give them directives? Do you just here you go? You're organized. Keep going. How okay. how does that work? Um, my favorite thing, the best way for to help a client is if when we go come to the house, they can work with us. Mm -hmm. uh, that is our preference. Every once in a while, we get someone who's like. Nope. I just want you to come do it. I'm busy working or I'm taking care of kids. I cannot be there. Whatever. Um, that's fine. We, we love to do the work, so we'll do it. However, mm -hmm. but the, the best chance of success is that the people are alongside us because we can ask them like, okay, you have a lot of vinegars and a lot of oils and you know, so you must cook a lot. Like we don't know. Yeah. And, there's times where we're like, yes, cooking is really important to me. I love all these oils, vinegars, spices are my deal. And so we honor those things by making them very visible and um, accessible. But then there's other people who's like, no, I actually, I don't even know why I have this red wine <laughs> vinegar. This is so old. And so those are the kinds of things that, um, because we can talk through them. And it's almost like 
when you are feeling chaotic about your house, you're, you're thinking chaotic too. And so to have us come in and just ask those questions, like to be curious uh, and say, oh, okay, looks like you love to cook. Um, tell me how you do this so that it can work best for you. Cause everybody is so, is so, so different, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so we, I think a lot of our people do a pretty good job of maintaining because we try to make it as brainless as possible. Yes. Like, Hey, we want to get rid of all this extra stuff, which, you know, I'm constantly, constantly talking about on Instagram. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we want to get all rid of all this excess. Uh, and we're going to put things away in a logical accessible way and we're going to label them because we just want you to not have to think about it. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's hard is like people, um, they get like decision fatigue and we want to take the decisions out. We're doing it. We're making the decisions right now. And it's a hard day decision wise, mm -hmm. but then the decision's over. Look, this is where the chips go. And if thing, this thing is full of chips, don't buy any more chips. <laughs> so, oh, that might um, be my problem. <laughs> I, what I would love to do is have, God, I don't know how to make this work, but I would love to have a subscription service where we could go in and touch people's organizing up if they just do not have time Yeah, because everything needs maintenance. I mean, I have to maintain my own organization, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have repeat customers sometimes who are mm -hmm. like, Hey, um, this is get, it's usually not the same space though. So I'm left to assume that they're doing okay in this space. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Let's say I'm a stay at home mom on a budget. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't afford to pay somebody else to organize when I should be doing it myself. How do you respond to that? I think that this is real. This is a real thing. Um, and for me, what I try to do is I try to hit on all the different price points as far as a business person. So I've mm -hmm. got the free, the free is social media. And that's mm -hmm. where I'm just giving tips, 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 tips. Now my tips have to be like a shotgun approach because it's so many people uh, yeah. with different situations. So I can say generalities. Um, but unfortunately the free stuff isn't um, specific to a person's situation. Right. Sure. So like, it's not going to be as um, custom as like, Hey, this, this is a new client. They have a child with special needs and they've only got this much square footage and how are we going to do this? You know, so mm -hmm. that's very, and that's the top end, you know, that's us coming in and, and doing the work. Um, sometimes I do like private Facebook groups to help people learn how to do this on their own and think through their own um, habits and systems and then give them supplies that they can look at. But you, you know, they still have to make a lot of decisions on their own, but those are really fun because it's the super cheap way to, to get organized mm -hmm. um, with still having somewhat of a custom approach. Um, I mean, I think if you're on a budget, the, the thing that I tell people the most is, um, man, con control your inventory because yeah. what people do is we just have too much stuff. Mm -hmm. So even if you never really truly like organize with bins and labels, which I think you should, but <laughs> that's not an option. The most helpful thing is to not have a lot of extra. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I will say like, there's people with pantries who, the people are on a budget, but they've got thousands of dollars worth of food in there. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Cans and boxes and cereal and appliances they've never used. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think people don't look 
at their stuff as inventory and money, but I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a shelf and I'm like, that's dollars that I see this thing here and let's eat some of that up and then mm -hmm. just buy what you need. You're going to spend so much less at the store. Yeah. You know? So it's real to, to have to do these things on a budget and there's resources out there. It's just not quite as custom mm -hmm. uh, as having someone hold your hand, just like there's yeah. resources for self-help. That's not quite the same as having a therapist with you, you know, accountability. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's my biggest thing. Like I'm an intelligent enough person to know what I should do um, or to find a, a resource. You know, I know how to use Google. <laughs> right. I can find what I need to know. But when it comes to actually doing something that is not fun for me, because I'm a seven, um, I don't want to, unless okay. somebody is there cheering me on or making That's me. A That's a big deal. And I do tell people this. If you can't afford an organizing company, find a trusted friend yeah. who will set aside two hours or four hours or whatever. You're not going to do laundry. You're not going to like throw something on the stove real quick. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have that time with her. And it has to be someone who loves you <laughs> and is not going to be like, hey, Mandy, this is ridiculous. You don't want that. Like, don't ask your sister. Um, no. <laughs> no, Tracy, you cannot help me do this. <laughs> Note for the audio, I do not know your sister. Um, but, like, you don't want your mom to do it. You want yeah. someone who can just kind of be logical with you and be like, oh, you know, because really it's just, you're just trying to get outside of your head. And yes. It's the best ways to have, have someone there with you for yeah. sure. And I think the fact that you just said that, um, you just told us how to do what you do for free, um, shows that you actually care about this. You're not trying to just make a dime. You actually care about helping people have peace in their house. I, just, I really do. I care yeah. so much. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not care. No, it's not ridiculous. Cause we need those of us who need to care more need people like you who care a lot. You know, it's, it's, it's balance. It's balance of all types of people. It is. And we need each other. We do. Yeah. On Instagram this, um, so on Instagram this week, I ended up doing like a little live video about my silverware situation. Mm -hmm. just for fun. It's something I've been thinking about. So I was like, I'm just going to talk about this in front of people. So <laughs> I decided that my silverware situation was stressing me out. Yeah. Okay dumb. I'm not going to let silverware be the boss of me. So, um, I, my silverware, this is a, a couple, like several sets from Ikea and the salad fork and the dinner fork were nearly the same size, almost indistinguishable. The, uh, regular like dinner spoon was massive. It looked like a serving spoon. And then the teaspoon was teeny and went into my garbage disposal all the time. He oh. threw it in there. It was going to get ground up. So I only had like five spoons. And I was like, this is so dumb. I just need a regular size fork and I need a regular size spoon and I'm good. And so I did a whole thing about this, which led me to go on about dishes a little bit. Like I've got these mammoth bowls. They're stupid. I'm getting rid of the mammoth bowls. Okay. Well, I, I got lots of people were like, yes, this is so great. I never thought about it. But I also got the people who were like, Tara, I like my dishes. Mm -hmm. I like my formal place settings. I like having all the different forks and spoons and the punch bowl. Yes. And bottom line, we need both kinds of people. Mm -hmm. We need the people who are very, very simple because, because I'm simple in my home, I have time to run the business. I have time to help my friend unpack from a move. I have time to shop with someone. Like I, I do have a good amount of discretionary time and I think it's because I keep things so streamlined. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, my friend who loves to serve, she regularly throws parties, like company parties with 50 people, 100 mm -hmm. people. She serves Crystal and she wants to love those people with those things. And those things actually mean a lot to her because they came passed down from a grandmother and, you know, especially mm -hmm. in her life. So it's important to her. So who's right? We both are. Both, yeah. We, and it's like the body of Christ. We need the people who are hospitable. Hey, I think I'm hospitable, by the way, but you're only <laughs> going to get one size fit. Um, but you know, we Let's need do. the people to throw the parties. Yes. We need the people to like bring the casseroles to the, the, the new mom. But mm -hmm. we also need the person who's um, going to say, hey, I've had an extra plant and I'm going to dig that up and I'm going to plant it in your yard. Like we need yeah. all these people. And, and that's really important to me that we honor the things that are um, valuable to us. For example, my husband's a geologist. We have tons, literal tons of rocks in our <laughs> possession. Um, some are displayed throughout my house on bookcases. I have a yeah. whole display case in my guest room. Some are packed up in the garage. Um, is that wrong? Well, no, they're really important to him. And they're, you know, we look at them we have purged them over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, they're very cool. Um, and special, but if someone had that many rocks and they just did it, they just kept like their great grandpa's rock collection because they felt bad, you know, maybe we need to donate those to a, a natural history museum mm -hmm. or something. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with owning rocks, but there is, if that's not your thing. Yeah. So that that's really my message is like, let's celebrate you in your house with your yeah. possessions, you know? So that brings me to another question. So both of my parents have passed away. My husband's grandfather passed away and we have cleaned out both of those houses. My husband and I are both very sentimental people. Um, so I have a lot of attachment to their stuff, which saying that out loud even sounds a little bit ridiculous. Not ridiculous enough that I want to go through all that stuff away. No, it doesn't sound ridiculous. My mom passed away six years ago and I still have stuff in boxes from her. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't looked at it. I haven't needed it, but I just can't let go of it. How, talk me through, <laughs> how do yeah. I, how do I do that? I think, I think this is probably one of those examples where you do have to get some insight from someone outside of the situation a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, because you're you you and maybe your husband too y'all are just going to go round and round and kind of like circular thinking about it mm -hmm. and then and then you have the space you've got the attic and the garage mm -hmm. so it it might be easier to not do anything at all and just yeah. leave it right it has been <laughs> um, it would be more of an issue if you didn't have room like mm -hmm. if you had a 800 square foot house you would have to make some um harder decisions quicker you know yeah um I think this is when you ask somebody and you say, I've been holding on to, I'm going to make up an example, but maybe you can think of one. Um, so you say you've got your mom's, uh, cookbook collection. That's mm -hmm. very important to you. Um, and you've got it in house and you use it and you cook from them, you know, mm -hmm. but you also have, you've got your mom's plates that you never liked. Okay. Mm -hmm. And those are packed up for your mom. You don't, you've got this, this, this one thing, and I'm just making these examples up. These are dumb, but like, <laughs> you know, you've got these cookbooks and you feel close to your mom and thankful to the Lord for her every time you cook from it or whatever the case mm -hmm. is. Do you have to have 
both. You may not, you may be able to say, you know, I've really never liked those dishes. They don't really make me happy. Um, it doesn't, you know, the colors, it makes me sad when I use them or whatever. Yeah. And I think that you can feel the freedom to say, you know what, I'm going to sell these on replacements.com. And with the money, I'm going to buy a beautiful hydrangea bush and plant it in my yard. And Aww. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and think of my mom or whatever. Yeah. And this is real. One of my dearest friends, this, I, I actually came up with the cookbook thing from her because her mother died when she was probably 11 mm. and her cookbooks are really special to my friend. Yeah. You know, and she loves them. I mean, she's got other things that from her, but like, you know, some of the other stuff, yes, it belonged to her. Like, I'll give you an example from, from somebody else. Like, Oh, but these knives were my mother's. And I'm like, these are really bad knives. <laughs> you can't, they don't, them. they don't cut. They're janky. Mm-hmm. They, even if you sharpen them, they're never going to be great but you have these other awesome things that were your mom's. Let's go with that. Yeah. You know, that that's where I would start, I guess. Yeah. And I, I actually just talked to someone on Instagram about this because she was saying the same. I said, what if you sold the thing and then bought a piece of artwork that you really loved? Because, oh, I think she was tight on space. And I'm like, artwork takes up no space. Yeah, it's, stick it on the wall. And you yeah. really be thoughtful about what it is and mm-hmm. use the money for that. And I think she was going to do that. As an artist, yes. I think you should buy artwork. What what kind of artist are you? you Um, Watercolor is my favorite medium. Okay. Um, I do a lot of hand lettering and some acrylic, but mostly watercolor. Well, that's amazing. I think too, we have to think about, not what I have to, but it's fun to think about alternative ways to honor um, stuff from our own past. Yeah, I do. I like that. I have, um, my dad was a big man. Um, I have some of his old clothes that nobody in my family can wear, but like an LSU shirt that I bought him. That's really special. And I'm looking at it right now. Like it's sitting on a chair because I want to find a way to repurpose it because that is something like I look at that shirt and have automatic memories of watching football with daddy. Like that's, that's it's something special. So finding a way to repurpose things. Um, I love the idea of, but finding the time to actually do it is kind sure. of a challenge. It's almost like you have to um, set a deadline or something. Like I've, I've got Put it on the calendar. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it's a pain, but like one time my husband for one of our anniversary, I think our 20th anniversary, he, he had found these crystals. He, he rock hunts all the time. <laughs> so he had found these crystals when we lived up in New York called Herkimer diamonds. They're not diamonds, but they're so pretty that they're called Herkimer diamonds. And it's, wow. they're, they're unique to that area of upstate New York. And he had a couple of them cut into gems, gemstones for me. One is like a ring size and two would be like earring size, Mm. but it's just the loose gems. And I'm like, these are amazing. And you know what? For two years they've sat in our drawer and I'm like, this is so dumb. I want to honor these things and use them. They're so pretty. Mm. And so we went to a jeweler. I don't remember. We had to just make this happen because this is not a priority, but we went to a a jeweler and started looking at, um, settings like ring settings. We still haven't picked anything out. (laughs) The process is in, it has been started, but I get it. Like you've got this t-shirt, uh, this special shirt and it could just sit there or, you know, you would love to do something, but it's almost like you have to put it on the calendar. Yeah. I think that's part of my challenge with some of the stuff that my parents have. Like I have old, my family's from New Orleans. So I have old Mardi Gras doubloons from like the sixties and seventies that I'm like, those are probably worth money, but finding somebody who's an expert on it and taking them to them or sending them to them. Like it's, 
it's just a hassle. <laughs> like there's, I think that's where you just do a quick eBay search and just, you look. just do it. Yeah. I mean, you just look and see if it's worth anything. Yeah. Okay. So my last question that I always ask is because of your story, what do you know about God? Mm. What I know about God from my story is that God is real. Mm. And the things that have happened in my life could not have happened due to my plans and my effort, mm. which is um, such a grace to me who wants to make things work and succeed and whatever. The things that have happened over time, over my whole life, show me that it's not me. It's the Lord. The Lord has directed these steps and these things to happen. And it makes me feel very loved and cared for. That's awesome. I like that answer. I mean, I haven't ever heard an answer to that question that I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, I'm going to cut that one. <laughs> oh, that was a bad one. Try again. <laughs> Your theology's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's true. And I think that's something that we can all relate to, that our plans don't always go the way we want them to, but his plans are always better than our own. Yes. So if people want you to help them, find peace in their house. How do they find you? Best place to go to get information and to contact me is on my website, which is housepeace.net. Mm -hmm. um, there's like after pictures, um, there's frequently asked questions, there's bios of all the women who work for me, um, and there's a form. If someone's like ready to get started, they can just fill the form out and I get an email and we, we get going. Okay. Now the fun stuff, all the fun stuff is on Instagram. <laughs> that's at house.peace. And that's, that's, um, lots of before and afters, lots of tips, but also a little bit of silliness. <laughs> well, we all need that. Well, yeah, we do. I do. <laughs> One of my favorite, um, Jimmy Buffett quotes <laughs> is if we couldn't laugh, we would all go insane. I'm like, yes, Jimmy, <laughs> preach it. That is a hundred percent true. And I actively pursue, uh, frivolity for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's great. Okay. So for those who are, who have listened all the way to the end, <laughs> um, if they choose to use your services. Yes. Let's, let's do a little deal. I have an idea. Okay. Of, of what we can do. How about we do this? Just your listeners. They're so special. Let's <laughs> do, let's offer this 20% off of an online consultation. Oh, wow. So they're hundred dollars mm -hmm. and it takes 50 minutes and we just go through a lot of times people do two spaces in that time. Like where we talk on FaceTime or Skype about what's going on. Like we look and we pan and, um, and then we follow up with like some to-do lists on over email. So normally that's a hundred dollars for 50 minutes. So let's do 80. If someone mentions your podcast. That's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I really think that you're doing good work, and thanks for asking me. Well, thank you. I don't know about y'all, but I would like some peace in my house right now. As of today, we've been home for over two weeks. I've been to the grocery store and driven around my neighborhood in my car, taking some walks, but pretty much in my house and the mess and chaos is starting to get to me and some peace would be nice. So lucky for us, Tara has um, some online opportunities that we can take advantage of and get her help and get things in order. And I'm going to take some of that advice that she gave me on this episode. 
I love that we talked about so many different things, but I really love that her answer to my last question was about trusting God's plans when things don't go the way we think they should, because things are not going the way they normally do or the way they we think that they should on a regular basis right now. And it's just nice to remember God is not surprised and he's got this. He's got us. Everything will be okay eventually. I think I could talk to Tara all day. <laughs> we had so much fun and I hope that that friendship that we started continues once we are allowed to hang out again. Maybe another episode will be coming in the future. So one thing I know that she's working on that we didn't get to talk about is a piece of property that they bought that was a hoard site. And she is documenting how they are digging through this mess on her Instagram account, Tara B. Brimmer. I will link to that Instagram account and her house piece account and you can find her and watch what she's doing and then get some great advice and help too. So if you have made it this far, Tara has offered my listeners 20% off. All you have to do is mention that you heard her on the known podcast and she's going to give you 20% off. Simple as that. So let her know that you love her story and that you would like to use her services at 20% off. So I hope you're staying safe and healthy and indoors and washing your hands and only leaving when you have to and trying to stay connected and peaceful during this really trying time. We're all in this together. We're all going to be okay together. So I'm going to leave you with the blessing that I always do. It's from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and I'm going to read to you from the King James Version today. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and ye in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ.